Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Latter rain, latter rain movement back in the 40s. Then the manifested sons of God. What came out of that? Nationalism. Where we get to name it and claim it. Simply believe it. Name it and claim it and it's yours. Word of faith, just speak it and it comes to pass. A lot more to the word of God. Nationalism. But where there is the truth, there's always a counterfeit. Before the real thing comes, there's always a counterfeit that precedes it. We see that in this latter rain movement. Manifested sons of God to the ministers uh, that we saw forerun the 40s. And out of it came what we know in a cost of their cast now, there was some truth where there is a truth a little leaven, leaven the whole lot. That's what we have to be very careful about. In the Word of God, it does state that there is a church that will come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. But it comes at them. That's the true believers. Crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. It's not just go to church and believe, and then all of a sudden these great things happen to you. But believe in as much as you partakers of Christ's sufferings and the glory of God rest in your head. Requires mortifying the deeds of the flesh. In order to God, we have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. Many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now they're not manifested sons of God, and waiting for that manifestation of the sons of God until the redemption of the body. And we're redeemed in our spirit. And he's been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after repenting. There have put on Christ the wedding garment. Albeit, and we have to obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. You'll see that in Romans 6. Whosoever has believers as yield our servants as members to obey him of the servants to whom we obey, whether of sin and of death, even though we have the Holy Ghost, is to be carnally minded, and to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And those that obey obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, will yield life. Great is the gate and there the way that leads to life. Few there be that find it. Why does the gate and broad is the way that leads them to destruction? Many there be that go in thereat. Jesus stated that because he said in the last days there would come false Christ, showing great signs and wonders, insomuch if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. This is what we see in the forerunner. And the latter rain movement, or the manifested sons of God, that was predominant in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Now, it has evolved into what we see from the tent revivals of the 50s and to the great coliseums there in the present day. That is predicated upon not the leading of the Holy Ghost and crucifixion of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust but simply a promotion, lights, camera, action, having singing, great crusades, 
and having people that will give their prayer cards and claim to be healed as they look to their leader and the fashionable gods of this earth. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to crucify ourselves with the affections and the lust. Those that do that realize that it requires obedience unto holiness. To have righteousness is a progressive glorification in and through the body of Christ. We see that the will of God before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1, has been to gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus. That's God's will. Albeit, that requires us to suffer with him. Fellowship of his sufferings. Paul stated it. That I suffer the loss of all things, all things of the world. And I do count them, but dung. That I might win Christ. Not be found having mine own righteousness, which is of the law. Here he is, standing on the feet of Gamaliel. He was a Jew of the strict sect of Pharisee. But then God called him for service in Christ. And he said, not finding, having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. Even as he stated in Galatians 2.20, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The Son of God is now revealed, he said, in my body. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The ones that are in the faith, it's not just speaking a word. For the faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, that's true. Faith without works is dead, being alone. So what is the matter? What's the truth? What's the situation that we know is a situational ethics? Do we progressively go along with the world of the world and have God do? The scripture condemns that. For he states in Romans 12, 1, what it takes to obey and be pleasing in the sight of God doing his will and the will and purpose of God. It requires a sacrifice. That's where the former, that in the latter rain movement, and the manifested sons of God have missed it. Not being critical of them, thought they were right, as every preacher behind a pulpit thinks they're right. No one will get into a pulpit and say, listen, I want you to know that I'm, a, I'm being deceived and I'm not right. Say that they do have truth based upon their preconceived ideas, but it has to be in the Holy Ghost, blood of the Holy Ghost. And to do that, we have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Paul states the way you prove the will of God in your life is you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And we see that. In Romans 12, 1, there is totally a latter movement that we find in the Old Testament but that James states in his epistle that God has long patience waiting for that harvest until he received both the former and the latter rain. We find in Zechariah 10, 1, ask you of the Lord rain at the time of the latter rain. Over the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone grass in the field. But notice in Amos 7, it says, in that latter growth, that latter rain and latter growth of the kingdom of God, 
It's a ladder growth after the king's mowings. Our king Jesus will mow down those groves that were present truths before, for example, before the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It will refer to the thief on the cross being saved. So stated to that thief, or remember me when you come into your kingdom. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. As no quote. Oh, he think he went to heaven that day. No, he didn't. Jesus, where he, not that he first ascended, he first descended into the heart of the earth and by his spirit went and preached to the spirit shut up in prison. First Peter 3. All of those Old Testament that died in the Lord there heard the preaching of Jesus because death had them still in prison. But the price had been paid. The precious, spotless blood of the Lamb had been, had been shed. The price of redemption had been paid. Jesus went and preached to those spirits shut up in prison, and he moved paradise, or Abraham's bosom, into heaven. And that was proved by his resurrection and subsequent glorification with the Father's own self. You want to see the Father? Look at Jesus Christ. He is the Father of glory. Now, that great revelation will be revealed in the last days that he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8. And he is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, Almighty God, Revelation. And there we see through the book of the Revelation, the first and the last. We see it in, uh, again, 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. That Jesus Christ is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, almighty, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere spirit of God who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach it. And see, that's Jesus Christ our God, the quickening spirit, First Corinthians 15.45. What does it mean to us, body of Christ? The Son of Man has been called by the ones in that former reign, what they call the latter reign movement of the 40s and 50s, and the manifested sons of God movement during the same time. That the Son of Man was a prophet office. Total lie. Son of Man is not a prophet office, never has been. The Son of Man, as we see in John 3.13, Jesus states exactly what the Son of Man is and talks there very plainly, that no man has ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven, Jesus standing there before his disciples in the flesh, stating that he's in heaven. And he states, it's expedient that I go away. I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. He stated, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Okay? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified to what? To be that quickening spirit. At last Adam being made a quickening spirit, Jesus Christ. He is a mediator in the New Testament, that new covenant, which is that spirit that maketh intercession for us now with groanings according to the will of God, which cannot be uttered. Romans 8, 23-26, he is that quickening spirit. He is the intercession of the spirit itself. 
make an intercession for us, for no man knows how you ought to pray. Who is this Son of Man? But Jesus spoke of it in the third person. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find. Notice he says in that third person, when the Son of Man cometh, not shall I find faith on the earth. Notice he says it in the third person. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Well, what did he mean by that? Well, now we, the body of Christ, are in Christ's stead. We pray you in Christ's stead, but you reconciled to God, given to us the word of reconciliation in the ministry of reconciliation. We're in Christ's stead. We're ambassadors of Christ. Corinthians 5, 17-19. Well, that means that Jesus is the head still. Not some office down here, a bishop, or apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Jesus is the head. He must be lifted up. If he be lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. We cannot say, look at us, look at me, because any man that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, no unrighteousness in him. What is that? Jesus said, he that believeth on me, believe not on me, but on him that sent me. That is the father of glory. Jesus, the son of God, is the father revealed. That's the great revelation. That will take the earth in the last day move of God in this gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world or witnessed in all nations, and then the end will come. The true gospel of Jesus Christ. Not this phony, watered-down gospel of the kingdom that is a name it and claim it, lifting up self and the so-called spiritual movie stars leading the body of Christ. They will have their day in judgment, God only then will be lifted up. All that is lifted up in self, their spirit is not right. Take heed how you hear. They measure meat with all shall be measured to you again. Him that hath shall be given. He'll have the more. He that hath not, don't walk in the present truth, shall be taken away even that which he has. So he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. We left up the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. He is the head of the body of Christ and the body is of Christ. Jesus is that head and he is the one that leads and guides it into all truth. Not a man. No man can do it. Not even the apostles, not the bishops, not the prophets. No one except the Lord Jesus Christ. And him alone gets the glory. He is God. He is that quickening spirit. That man that dwelt on the earth, uh, God manifest in flesh, the son of God, is now that quickening spirit glorified by the father's own self. And God has sent forth the spirit of his son. Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost has come and given us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God in eternal life. There's not another. Amen. 1 John 5, 20. You believe that Jesus is the Christ, you're born of God. 1 John 5, verse 1. God is now revealing his glory in this last day, not Pentecostal move, but in this tabernacle season 
not Pentecostals, but tabernacleists. The season has changed, and if you know it. But God is leading those in the present truth that believe that he is doing a great work in the last great work that he will do, the great thing that God will do. God stated, do a new thing. And in the last days, a man tell it, yet they will not believe. Or say it again, I'll do a new thing. A woman shall come as a man. There's your Revelation 12, verse 1. No woman, over the sun, the moon, and their feet, upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. That's not national Israel. That's the church of the living God. He's crying, travailing in pain to be delivered, brought forth a man-child. That man-child is the church of the living God being led by and in and through the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ. Now the devil will be cast down out of heaven, and he will be cast into the earth having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. Then and only then, Will the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ uh, come in the earth in the fullness? It is not anything that we do. All we've done in the body of Christ has been obedient. The Lord, in following him, not doing our own will, but doing the will of God, not anything that we can boast of, not anything of our works uh, of righteousness, which we have done, but by grace through faith, uh, in grace that reigns through righteousness in a progressive revelation of Jesus Christ in obedience unto righteousness. That requires us to walk in the light as he's in the light. Then and only then do we have fellowship one with another. Blood flow, the life-giving blood of Jesus Christ in and through the body of Christ, the church. And then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we do not walk in that light, in the present truth, in a proceeding word of God, throne room revelation, crucifying the flesh, not doing our own will, not doing our own kingdom, not lifting up ourselves and saying, look at me, I am your leader, but pointing unto Jesus and Jesus only. The Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the true and faithful spirit of God who is faithful and true. He has on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He only is God. We have to lift him up, not any individual, not any so-called bishop, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. Only when we have obeyed and crucified the flesh, that is not doing our own will, but doing the will of God will he be pleased. The body of Christ not a local church body, but the spiritual, that is the literal body of Christ coming together. Jesus ahead and the whole family in heaven and in earth. Name that name coming together in one mind and one accord in the unity of the faith. Well, then we have that knowledge of the Son of God, not Gnosko, just having a knowledge of Jesus that he is that spirit not knowing him after the flesh, but after the spirit, but we'll know him in the fullness and the measure of statue of Jesus Christ. That Ephesians 4.11 is in the knowledge of the Son of God is epigonosco, not just gonosco, epigonosco, much higher glory in the full image of Jesus Christ, there to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. Somebody said that's not attainable in the flesh. 
Yes, it is. Jesus stated that in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, in Matthew 5, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That requires holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Holiness is the divine nature of God. It's not a dress code. Many think holiness is a dress code. I come out of the world, and I don't do this and don't do that, and a religion of do's and don'ts. Well, we know that Paul stated, Blessed is the man that does not condemn himself in the thing which he allows, and this touch not, takes not, handle not, which is the commandments and doctrines of men. It has, he says, not to the satisfying of the flesh as a form of wisdom in will worship. What we will do, what we won't do, they're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. But we must worship God in spirit and truth, not in will worship, but in spirit and truth. This requires all of us as the body of Christ to walk in the light as he's in the light, that is obeying the leading of the Spirit of God, denying our own will to do the will of God. That requires crucifying the flesh with its own ambition, its own will. It is literally crucifying the volition of the flesh. We must do that. That is where, just by going to church and listening to some bishop or some so-called prophet, stating he's the son of man or whatever the case is, that he's the leader, that he has some faith of everybody else. Not the case. We know in the word of God that God has put the more abundant honor on the less comely parts. For the eye can't say the hand, I have no need of you. The hand can't say the foot, I have no need of you. God has placed a more abundant honor on the less comely parts, that there should be no chism or division in the body. God is no respecter of persons and has not elevated one office over another, but has an order in the church uh, there for the edifying of the body of Christ, not the edification of one man, but the building up the body of Christ. Those that do that, provoking one another in love, these are the ones that will be pleasing to God, not seeking their own, but that of another's. Fulfilling the law of Christ, bearing one another's burdens. Fulfilling the law of Christ. But we find most of the time, it is self-avarice, self-will. And this is what the Lord will destroy and have nothing to do with. All that are lifted up in pride, he will be brought down. He will take the mountains and level them as the valleys. Why? Because God himself in that day will be the only one lifted up. The true God and eternal life, only he and his revelation, the unveiling of God himself, that is Jesus only. Jesus only, the blessed and only potentate who only had immortality. All the judgments of God, all God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. And all the judgments in the earth and judgment beginning at the house of God uh, and uh, the righteous scarcely being saved. Where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear is for only but one reason, to reveal who he is, to reveal his glory, to all will know him from the least to the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as waters cover the seas. Let's don't be deceived. Many have been hurt with false doctrine. That is one lift up 
themselves. Talk on another one to get there. Way to the top. An old saying that the way to hell is paved with good intentions. But sometimes the good intentions are left up self and other people get hurt. That is not God. God never has and never will respect another person over another. He loves all. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. It's man and his efforts and own self-will and his own self-glory lifts up himself unrighteousness. And all that have pleasure in unrighteousness going the ways of the nominal world teachings will find themselves under the strong delusion. God himself sending it that all had had pleasure in unrighteousness. That will be deceived through these signs, miracles, and lying wonders that God himself sends into the world. So that only those that know their God will be the ones that will follow the Lord Jesus Christ and overcome to the end. They will receive the salvation of their souls. The ones that do not, he says there, will all be damned. Who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It's a hard thing. God is God. He's holy. And the only ones going to heaven are the ones that are partakers of his divine nature and holiness. Just as Jesus said, be ye therefore holy, or I am holy. Father in heaven is holy. Without holiness, or peace with all men, and without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. How do we partake of his holiness? It's through the obedience of the scriptures of God. And through these great and exceedingly precious promises given to each one of us, whereby we are made partakers of his divine nature, not ours. The only way to do that is to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, not doing our own will, but doing the will of God. That requires a cross. Jesus stated that at the very beginning, if any man come after me, if any man wants to follow the truth, if any man come after me, Jesus stated, let him first deny himself. Do not do your own self well. Don't come into Christianity and try to build up yourself in this kingdom. The only one lifted up is Jesus. So you must first deny yourself. Don't stop there. So pick up your cross, not the Lord's cross. He has paid that price once and for all. And of salvation is there for all who will obey in faith. And the ones that will pick up their cross, the individual cross that God has for you, that you will crucify your flesh to do the will of God simply through obedience, following the leading of the Holy Ghost, that law written upon your heart in the Spirit of God, doing the will of God, then you will hear the word, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, down to the joy of the Lord. Many that do not do the will of God, even though they have the Spirit of God, they will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. And in your name, we cast out devils. In your name, we prophesied. Well, true, they were born again. They call him Lord, Lord. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. And Jesus stated in Matthew 7, 
Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Only those that do the will of God. Not just to have the Holy Ghost. And that thing, well, praise God, we got it. But it takes not just to hear the word, church and hear it, but doing it. Not to hear the word, but to do the word. Jesus stated that you come, you come close to me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? It requires obedience. Obedience unto righteousness and unto holiness. And the righteousness there is revealed from faith to faith. We see that in Romans 1.17. The righteousness of God is now revealed from faith to faith. What's revealed? In and through the body of Christ. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus. But we, the body of Christ, have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. Hmm. What does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit, not us, not the body of Christ. The Lord is. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, is that spirit. He is God Almighty, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God, the Father, the Lord Jehovah the Word, the Holy Ghost, He is it, the Elohim, the El Shaddai, Jesus only. And that's where we've missed it. We've hewed out these cisterns that can hold no water, clouds with no rain, trees twice plucked up by the roots, saying there's a Trinity God and three persons in this one God, which is a bold-faced lie. So God, in the revelation of Jesus, will reveal that He is the only true God and eternal life, the one person of God, that works salvation in and of himself alone. By doing the will of God, it requires obedience. That's where the latter rain movement of the 40s and the 50s and the manifested sons of God movement missed it. That you just simply go there and just have faith and claim it and believe and uh, then all these just name it and claim it, snap it and grab it, walk around any land that's yours got into sensationalism and totally outside of the word of God. Why? Because you crucify your flesh with affection and lust and doing his will. Being fitly framed together and compacted together in the body of Christ through the measure of faith given to each part, which every joint supplies to that if I itself in love, the body of Christ, growing up into Jesus and all things and all truth. But we've left that. We've left that truth that stated that you must crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Whosoever will do the will of God, there will have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Just as Jesus stated in Matthew 7, not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, even though born again. Somebody said they weren't. Yes, they were. Yes, they were born again. Can't call Jesus Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, except by the Holy Ghost. They call him Lord. Lord. And Jesus said, they still um, will not be able to enter in because they did not do the will of God. Those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. It requires uh, obedience on our part. He did not say those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. He said those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. We have to do our part in crucifying our flesh to do the will of God, and only those will take part in the true latter reign of the Holy Ghost in that tabernacleist move of God. 
Uh, God is uh, doing that now in sealing his people or his diadems that he will place for his great work in these last days. The gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for witness in all nations will be done only by those that have crucified their flesh with the affections of the lust, doing the will of God. And he stated, again, in Matthew 7, the constitution of the kingdom of heaven that Jesus laid out in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And only these that do the will of God will have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. And states, even though they had done some works in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they didn't do ultimately the will of God. They professed unto Jesus, Lord, we any wonderful works in your name. In your name we've cast out devils. In your name we prophesied. They did. But did they do the will of God? And no, I never knew you. Apart from me, you that work iniquity, lawlessness, you weren't led of the Spirit of God. You didn't obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It must not be in that number. God is calling his body together now, and we want to work with you. We have been called through the nations to place Jesus-only training centers in these nations, leading them into the true doctrine of Christ, and we all are called for that. Go ye in the whole world and teach them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you. Jesus said that in Matthew 28, 19, Mark 16. And preach this gospel every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not to be damned. And the body of Christ has to come together. We need you to work with us. Have Jesus only training centers there that are literally being requested all over the world. Podcast now, we're having more downloads than ever before. And most of them in the United States, we're having them in India. We're having him in China, uh, having all over Africa. Uh, it is amazing that even in Singapore, uh, the downloads there are uh, much to our uh, acknowledgement of greater than ever. We see that and we're glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. We need you. We need you to move. We need you to take action. Many of you are hearing and you're wondering, well, what is the truth now? What is God doing? God's doing it. He is not lax. He is not slack in his promises that what he's and said he will do, he will do that that is turned that is determined will be done. The body of Christ has to come together for it. We have to come together in the unions of the faith and the knowledge of the God. Those that God is dealing with you and bearing witness with your spirit. This is the word of God. We need you. To work with us in proclaiming this word, this gospel. Right now, we've had land donated to us in Kenya. We need a Jesus-only training center there. All through India, the same is there. America, same here. Uh, Jesus-only training centers, uh, simply the doctrine of Christ there in the full doctrine of Christ that he is the Father of glory. And how he works salvation in and of himself alone is the great question, and it is a great revelation simply given to those that have a mind for God in seeking God with all their heart. Diligently seeking God with all their heart, they find it. It's very simple how God works salvation 
in and of himself alone, why he prayed to the Father, even though in the days of his flesh that he had made himself of no reputation. We need your help. We need you to gather together with us, placing these Jesus-only training centers around the world. God's doing it now. He's speaking to you. Don't, don't procrastinate. Move on the leading of the Holy Ghost. If God's dealing with you, do it. If he's not, fine. We don't want you to move unless God, and you know that it's God above all things, it's the will of God to do it. Contact me. Beard. That is Dennis Beard. Uh, there.org. You can contact me through the websites. You can also email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. God is doing a great work now. Psalm 126, he said he would do the great thing, and it is at the door. The last great work of God in this gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for once in all nations is greater than a Pentecostal former rain word. And we will be discussing this on the podcast. Air water was murdered, muddied in the 40s and 50s through the false latter rain movement and the manifested sons of God literally did not point out how the body of Christ would literally lift up Jesus only and not themselves. And God has a people now that love him above all things that will perform the work in the faith and doing it. Those are the ones in the book of remembrance that Jesus stated that in the days he makes up his idea. Those are the ones that will be called and preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness of all nations. There, let us hear from you. Now we pray, every one of you, every one of us in the body, that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.